name is Farmer Jack Lopez West, and um, we're at the Albuquerque Museum, right across from Teaguay. Um, we're here for the seed share. Like I was saying earlier, I used to do seed shares um, and found that it was mostly, it was just that, me sharing and no one else was contributing, so I'm really glad to see you guys continuing that because I, I ran out of seed pretty quick and uh, so now I can assist. Um, but yeah, I first started learning the importance of the seed and seed saving and I think it's 2008 in North Carolina with farmer Doug Jones who has been farming now for 42 years and um, and it was there I realized that is, it's a skill that's unnoticed. It's also, um, it's not compensated either. Because when we buy his vegetables, we're just, you know, we're just paying for the vegetable, not considering all the work that went into him saving the seed for that vegetable and making it, um, climatizing it basically for that region. And all that good work goes unpaid. And he does it for because of his beliefs, whereas, you know, it'd probably save him time just to get seeds from Fedco. But he was just believed in it, believed in like, you need seeds for your area. And, and that's sort of where it all started to like, make sense for me, the, the potential of life that you're holding. And yeah. And even though it wasn't so much in what he talked about, but you could see it, it's the love that he put into it. He, he doesn't have any kids because I think the plants are his kids. And that is just like all he does. He falls asleep seeding peppers in the spring. And yeah, he's, he's an amazing person. Yeah, introduced me to seed saving. And then I used to go back every winter and help him reduce, you know, his plant matter basically down to seed. And so he, <clears throat> he was dehybridizing Semposi, which is like a Asian collard. And he successfully did that. He's been plant breeding with peppers for I think nine years now. He's been doing that. Um, has his own popcorn. He's the one who started me on peanuts, which it works a lot better for him out there than it does for us here. But very important staple and yeah and for him it's all common sense and he takes every detail so seriously like from the growing of it from saving the seed like popcorn for example to the popping of it he had an art to popping it and, and an art to seasoning also and you couldn't just like do it however there was an order to it all <laughs> as much as it's like frustrating to be told no wait not like that no wait not like that in the end you're just like I see you've spent like 42 years thinking about this and you're not messing around so yeah well he taught me how to how to do sweet potatoes which is an easy process of just storing the potato over winter which which it's easy to make the mistake of putting it in a cold storage, but it's actually like, you know, put it next to your bed or whatever. It's probably the best place to put it. 
and then we start the nursery, start them in the ground, and then you get the sprouts, plant the bare root sprouts into the ground and watch them and basically pray for them and they usually make it. Um, and he passed on that knowledge and I brought it here, hoping to pass it on here. It's like such a wonderful superfood. It's an easy process, really, as long as you designate space in your house to store them. And it really, and now I sell them and, and I, the success rate for, for the ones of my nursery is like 97%, whereas when you order them, it's like 50%. You know, you don't really get a quality product. And I just want everyone to be like, I mean, you dedicate like one sixteenth space that we have here in this uh, broadcast mobile. And that's all you need for your garden. That's more than what you need for your garden. So to me, it's common sense. It can replace grain. Grain takes a ton of land to like fulfill your staple needs. And sweet potato doesn't. You can eat the greens while they're growing you know, summer greens and salads and stuff. And then they also, they attract the pollinators, even if, even if they don't have flowers because they have the extra floral nectaries, those little spots that produce nectar that attract bees and whatnot. And yeah, so basically just the nursery and the storing them and curing them is what he passed on to me and I hope that every backyard gardener and farmer just can learn how simple it is. And you know, you always set aside space for sweet potatoes.